author we've had on now and she is a beautiful blushing little beauty pie here <laughs> welcome so autumn chickless not chicle no not <laughs> no chickles no, no chickles no <laughs> thank you guys so much for having me yes absolutely we were very excited to meet you yes. i was so excited to meet um, you too it's been a long time coming i know it has been first i was a what we I think I flaked for, last time, or we what were did a, I do? Oh, it, you were. Oh, out of I town. went to Ju- Julian. You were out of town. Right. I was like, we were supposed to meet, but then Brandy ended up already having plans to be out of town that weekend. Were you like in wine country or something like that? Julian. Okay, so it's that's like, a perfect excuse. I'm so. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we are going to um, Los Olivos. Uh, two two weeks. weeks. Two weeks. We're, two we're weeks. going. We're yes. going with our husbands. We always go wait. there. Have you gone there? No, I haven't. Okay, so first of all. It's probably one of the best up-and-coming wine regions right now. Really? <clears throat> Santa Barbara, Santa Maria, Los Olivos. It's right. You could stay in Solvang, which is super cute. Super cute. And I've heard of many weddings in Solvang, yes. so I imagine. Yes. Oh, that's true. They probably do have yeah. a lot of weddings I've there. gone to Santa Barbara because, yeah, now it's trendy to get married at a winery. Yes. And I'm like, ah, oh, damn it, my idea for myself yeah. when yeah. I was so young. <laughs> I'm hip now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I guess I have to do it in the woods or something. Yeah. Um, gotta be edgy. Cool. Gotta be edgy. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, I'm just gonna get married. <laughs> Make sure you have in a good Instagram street. photo for yeah. it. Exactly. I'm gonna get a drone. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I've gone to Santa Barbara for wine tastings, which okay. is delightful. Um, yes. California, we, we produce some great wine. We, we do. do. We do. I mean, and my husband always says that, I mean, yeah, France is older. But they're just jealous because what we can do to how 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 many years they have to um, talk about how old their soil is, we can accomplish in a shorter amount of time. So we're like we're like the uh, Mozart to their small. Yes, yes. He's like they're just jealous. I'm like it's like oh we're the prodigies coming up. Yes, yes. exactly. I've worked my whole life. Yeah. (laughs) So I kind of want to start off. I want you. To brag about yourself, and oh, I want—I I know this is going to be hard for you—but I want you to tell us a little bit about your upbringing, and we're going to go into the book there. I won't give away any of the funny things about the book, but we'll talk sure. about a few because we really enjoyed the book. Yeah, so it was—it's very cute. Touch on something. Yes. Wonderful. So tell us about you. Like, where did you grow up, and all that good stuff? Oh goodness, um, I grew up in Los Angeles. I am a true Angelino. I was actually born in Canada and lived there for the first two years of my life, but um, I don't have much recollection for the first two years of my life. Uh-huh. So your dad is Canadian? <laughs> no, actually, they're both American. It's just that my dad's an actor, so he had. Uh, there's a lot of work in Vancouver. Got yes. it. Right. Yeah. Yes. So he was filming. He was filming there, mm-hmm. and so I just uh, I was a Canadian by accident. Uh-huh. So. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> accidental Canadian. You're, yes. <laughs> You're the only one that's Canadian in your yeah. family. <laughs> I'm the only one. It's actually that's funny. Um, that is funny. Short story. My 
we were in Australia once when I was very young and my mom still had an American passport that said Michelle Epstein and I had a Canadian passport that said Autumn Chiklis and I was crying because we were leaving my dad on set and they thought I was being kidnapped. Oh my god. Which is when they realized that I needed an American passport. Oh my god. That's funny. <laughs> so that was that was definitely a, a fun a fun day at the airport. But uh, I, I grew up in Los Angeles and so I have I have I have a great love of that city. I know it's very easy to rag on, and people love to for whatever reason. Yeah, I'm, I don't. We, I, I could I could bust it. a Greg right now and be like, oh, it's because they're jealous that they're not here. <laughs> yeah. I would say so, though. Honestly, it's such a tremendous city. I, I say it's a box within a box within a box. Mm-hmm. Where it, it's never ending, and people think that there's a lack of culture, which is entirely not true. Oh, that's. Absolutely not true. So it has so much depth. So I grew up here, went to high school here, and then I went to college here. I went to the University of Southern California. Where'd you go to? Where'd you go to high school? Oh, Harvard Westlake. Oh, okay, gotcha. Went to a school called Harvard Westlake, which is uh, very academically stringent. Mm -hmm. So I decided to be a theater major to get as far away from that (laughs) from that as humanly possible. (laughs) A theater and film major. I had fun in college. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I. uh, What else do you want to know about me? I. So, um, who's your dad? My dad is uh, an actor named Michael Chiklis. Mm-hmm. He is, I, I'm always so hesitant because I don't know if people know him or not, you know what I mean? But he is most well known for a show, uh, show called The Shield, and he was in the Fantastic Four movies, and more recently he was in Vegas and American Horror Story. So he's been around for a very, very long time. Yeah, American I, Horror Story? What What did he play in American Horror Story? He was in, I believe it was the fourth <clears throat> season, it was Freak Show. Yes. Which, by the way, I had a horrible phobia of Freak Shows growing up, so he called me when he, when uh, he got signed it. on. Uh, uh-huh. When he signed on for that show and went, I have horrible news for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm living your worst nightmare. Oh my gosh. Um, he played the strong man in, um, I think it was Del Toledo. I okay. couldn't watch a lot of it because yeah. it was so yeah. anxiety inducing. So yes, he's an actor and has been lucky enough to be doing it for 30 plus years. So yes. I had a, a bit of an unconventional upbringing in that way. A lot uh, of, did, so you are, are lived in LA your whole life, but like you said, you were born in Canada. Did you do like lots of traveling with him when he did filming or? You know, we were very fortunate. I have a younger sister who is 19, she's five years younger than me, and we were very lucky where our dad prioritized being home a lot. Okay. Um, He wouldn't take certain jobs that would take him away for too long. So he would have occasional gigs here and there where, Mm -hmm. you know, the Fantastic Four movies were shot back up in Canada. And uh, at one point he had to go to, I think, um, where was it? Oh, goodness. It's where every drug is legal. Amsterdam. Okay, oh, yes. There we go. I had this idea of Amsterdam growing up because he would send me like a little clog in a windmill to uh, I thought it was like this fairy tale land when I found out about yes. the red light district. And like, yeah. You're like, that's where you were? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I have this vision that I'm going to, when I go there, I'm going to see like people giving blowjobs out in the open and sex and they're snorting coke and I'm like, God. Yeah, definitely not what I envisioned when like, like, daddy's in Amsterdam shooting a film for the yeah. cinema. Yeah. <laughs> so um, when I, I was very lucky that he was home a lot, especially because for my my the primary years of my youth, I he was in a show called The Shield, and I was in it with him. Mm-hmm. So from seven to fifteen, we did the show together that shot in Los Angeles. How special was that? Yeah, I can't even begin to explain that experience. That is really cool. Yeah, it was really. A, to work with your dad on such an intimate just, level, like, you know, 
pulling things out. You're never, as an I actor. mean, that, yeah. those memories are forever. That was that cool. Oh my goodness. Cool is definitely an understatement. I learned so much about filmmaking and acting and just life being on that set. It was a special set. Everyone was so welcoming and wonderful and professional. I was a little spoiled. I didn't realize how special of a set that was until, mm-hmm. you know, I experienced others later in my life. But I, it was a tremendous experience to be able to go on set every day or, you know, on Fridays. Fridays were my day because they were very passionate about me staying in school. They didn't want me homeschooled. So yes. they would shoot me in on Fridays. Oh, um, okay. So I'd either miss one day of school or just come in after. Uh-huh. So we would, or, you know, over the weekend we would come in and film and I felt very fortunate that I was able to learn so much and meet so many different people under the watchful eye and protection of my parents. Yeah. So that was really special. And I can always say, you know, my dad directed me in a few episodes. It's a very, very special thing. That is neat. Um, Have you, so... Then when you went to, where'd you go to college again? USC. USC. So very close. And what did you graduate with? In theater? Yeah, theater and film. Theater and film. Yes. So I definitely wanted, I, I'm a theater rat. I've always loved it. I've okay. I've you know, read every Shakespeare play multiple times. Mm-hmm. I've, I've loved it since I was a little girl. But I'm also, I grew up on television and film sets. It's, it's when you, I always say if you, uh. If you grow up in the circus, you, it's hard to leave the circus. Uh-huh. Yeah. And when you're born into film and television, it's kind of difficult to live in any kind of other world because that's what you know. Right. And I feel tremendously lucky that I have, but I also wanted to be on the writing side and the producing side, and I wanted to learn how to empower myself in a way that wasn't just an actor. Right. So. Yeah, so that's what I was going to ask with your theater and your film degree and then also your experience in acting at such a young age for Quite a few, six years, seven years. Yeah, such a seven of yeah. It was like seven years on that show. You know, for such a long time. I was going to ask, like, where did the writing part come from? Like, where did that passion come from? Like, it's a good question. You know, I've been passionate about writing since I was very small, but I was in denial about it in a lot mm. of ways. It was my go-to relaxing thing. I've been a closet writer since I think I was six Mm -hmm. where I'd write little short stories in fiction and I mean I would play with my dolls and I'd be the person creating the stories more than anything but it was always so personal to me I would never let anyone read my writing and actually this book is the first time anyone has ever read anything I've written Oh, were you wow. so nervous? Oh, my God. <laughs> it was horrifying. I know we talked a little bit about that, you know, before we started the podcast, but yeah. um, was it, God, b- because you just want to make sure that people like it. Oh and Well, and if it's so intimate, too, you're like, because what part, it's partly based it? off of your life. Yeah. Life. And yeah. I was really struggling with that because I never, I, I was studying screenwriting at USC as well. So people had read that writing. I wrote a lot of spec scripts, but no one had written, read my original fiction. Mm-hmm. And certainly not comedy. I was very hesitant, or rather I was very nervous to let people into something that is so raw because it, your sense of humor is so indicative of who you are as a person. And it's, it's a very intimate thing. Yes. And... When I was approaching this book, the way I felt it what about it was, listen, I'm just going to write a book that if I read it, I would be calling my mom and going, mom, you have to freaking read this book right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I figure is as niche as you get, 
it means that you're touching on something universal because even if someone doesn't relate to this particular experience, there's some kind of connectivity in it. Yes. So I really tried to put away, what if people don't like it? Because people won't like it. There, are always there will be, be people that don't like it. Right. There's yeah. always going to be. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Always going to be people because people have different senses of humor. People have different sensibilities right. and that's perfectly fine. So my goal going into this was if it makes me laugh on any level, it'll make someone else laugh and that'll be enough. <laughs> Yeah, and so I've been, I've been really fortunate with the response where I guess people people think like it's it. Funny. Yeah. yeah, you know, and like we're gonna go in more into the book and like our favorite parts and like characters and stuff like Yay. that. But um, so we haven't even said the book. The book is called Smothered. Oh my god, go out! I just realized that as we're talking about, it. you guys have to get it. It's out we're now. We're such twits. Okay, we, no, it's no, called no. Smothered. Yes, I smothered my autumn. The title of the episode will be Smothered. Okay, so that's people will great, know. That's a great title, by it the way. It really Thank is. You. Yes, it really is. But what I was gonna say is. You know, it's it's a book for um, young adults. You know, Brandy and I are not quite young adults. We're just past that age. Um, <laughs> but I found myself even relating to it because, you know, I have a mom that's a little overbearing, you know, a little all into everything. Even now, I'm 34 and my mom's still like, are you home? Did you get home? Are you? I'm like, mom, I'm home. Like, you know, so I could see. I, yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is kind of like my mom. I'm told it doesn't get better. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. Poor Jonathan. Um, but she's, she's, I, she's the mom. <laughs> I will say I thought it was a very important book for people to read, for young adults to read, because they're going to be going through the same thing. And also... The parents of the, you know, like Mama Shell needs to read that book. Yeah. <laughs> and she did. And she did. She did. Yeah. Yes. I, it's this real interesting time, I think, in fiction and television and, and all of it where we're starting to get into stories that aren't as normally told. So mm-hmm. we've always had coming of age stories and this is a coming of age story. Yeah. It's just in a time mm-hmm. that's pretty unique to now because mm-hmm. adolescence has been pushed. It's yes. been delayed in a big way. Yeah. At least in our culture where so many of us are moving back in with their parents after college. And there are a lot of reasons for that between the job market and, you know, the economy and just the, the state The of, expense of LA. Mm-hmm. Woo! And yeah. not just LA, but, you know... Yeah, yeah. everywhere, Getting right. expensive yes. everywhere. And so part of, you know, you can attribute that to millennial laziness, You can which is a what thing a, I have a huge issue with. Um, I'm a big defender of my generation. Because every generation thinks the generation below them is trash. Since the beginning of time, yes. every generation well, thinks yes. the generation below them Jonathan, is trash. Jonathan, my son and I talk about this subject all the time. Mm-hmm. And he kind of, he has opinions... You know, he 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 enjoys his. He thinks that his generation is great, but he also on the on the on another token thinks mm-hmm. that you know we are a little overly sensitive, and so he kind of sure. sees a little bit of the, which is nice that he sees both of the yeah. issues with it. Right. But every generation has the same bullshit. Yeah. That's, Everyone has the good and then the bad. Yes. You don't want to see the bad in your own generation. That's you know? my argument. I have plenty of criticisms about millennials being one, even though I'm cuspy. I'm, mm-hmm. I was 1993, so I'm like on the cusp of okay. Gen X and millennial, but I am a millennial. And we get this horrible reputation that we are the most entitled. Young people are entitled. Uh-huh. We always have been yes. entitled. Yes, right. And so, you know, we're going to grow up and we're going to have kids and go, why are they so entitled? Because uh-huh. they're children and they're selfish. That's yes. what young people are. <laughs> yes. 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 And so my argument isn't that we're perfect and that we're, you know, going to solve everything, which mm-hmm. I hope we are. I actually have a lot of belief in the this level generation. of education yes. and uh-huh. the involvement politics. of our generation uh-huh. in politics and socially. I think you guys are yeah. going to turn the 
I think you guys are going to flip the switch on a lot yeah. of issues. I hope so. I, hope so I do. Too. I know. Fingers I, crossed. Fingers I crossed. I really do hope Go so. Go vote. But that doesn't Go mean. Go vote. Doesn't mean, yes, vote, everyone. That doesn't mean that we're perfect. And I would argue that no generation is. Every I, I, There are a lot of quotes from like the first century about how terrible young people are. So I yeah. think that will always be the case. Yes. Because so we're funny. terrible. Come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point, though. I mean, everybody... Older people are always going to look at younger, yes, younger people. Yes, back like, in my day, Gosh, we used to do that. Blah, yes, blah. It's or like, man, oh. I was working when I was 14. Well, yes. guess what? Now there's laws against that, yes. okay? Yes. <laughs> it's like, I would be too if it weren't illegal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but also, it's that dichotomy. It's, I was working when I was your age. But also, you kids never have fun. We used to be on our bike for hours in yeah. the sun. Yes. Well, what do you want from us? Funny. <laughs> Used to walk uphill to school and uphill home. Like, yes. exactly. And then we play for hours. You didn't have homework? Yeah, right? Not, yes. No, none of you hey, had homework. But like, that's another thing with this, with your generation, is the homework and the school, the schoolwork is a lot more intense than it was when I was younger. Mm-hmm. It is more intense now. I know. I, mean, I watch John Hughes movies. I'm like, what were you doing? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what, 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 I had out in high school I had no friends I had no fun yeah. I like I was I had my Harry Potter friends where I had like three friends <laughs> and we you know went on adventures in our minds together uh-huh. and then and studied and never got asked to prom it's fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> no it, it's it's so interesting how with us because we've grown up in I think a very accomplishment we're accomplishment junkies. And I yeah. like to poke fun of that a lot in the book mm-hmm. where there's this big emphasis on like get straight A's and be prodigal. And my kid has to be uh, number one in their class and they have to, yes. exert, they have to have some sort of genius. And if you do X, Y, and Z, if you go like climb this ladder, yes, eventually you will have all the answers. And the problem with that is you don't. And uh, mm-hmm. more specifically, if you're climbing this ladder, you get to the top and you realize when you graduate, you're on a diving board. Yeah. And there is no ladder. And I think a lot of people make the mistake of trying to find more of a ladder, which sometimes that's in grad school, which is wonderful. Or sometimes that's getting married too early because they think that's the next step. Uh-huh. Or mm-hmm. there, there are a lot of ways that manifests, but I don't think people after a lifetime of get straight A's so you can go to the right preschool to, yeah. <laughs> go to the right, you know, elementary school so that you can go to the perfect college. Then, then they graduate and I'm like, then well, what? Right. and that's what this lead character goes through is she's an, a classic overachiever who went through the perfect schooling system yeah, and then graduates and realizes she has no idea what she's going to do with any of it. Mm-hmm. Which, and that is like I told you before we started that is a huge problem mm-hmm. after graduating college, which is why this book was an important read. And I thought it was a important read for parents that have, you know, kids that are in their early 20s. And because when you graduate, and let's say you get a communications or a business degree, mm-hmm. you get out and it's like, well, now what? Mm-hmm. I'm not a teacher. I'm not a doctor. I'm not... What, what do I, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not going to law school. What yeah. do I do now? Yeah. And there's this big emphasis on happiness. You got to yeah. be happy. And we have Instagram to show us how happy we all <laughs> yes. are all the damn time. And even the think pieces about like, not everyone's always happy. Yeah. Smiley face. I like, know. Yeah. <laughs> it's also, you know, it's all 
made up and we, we know that we talk about it but we don't necessarily understand it and I think and we mentioned this earlier before the podcast why is this so important right now I don't uh, the happiness factor the happiness factor and and no, social the, the media yeah. why social media and That's and so the happiness factor right why why I, is it I think I don't know. I mean, my, my expert. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I know for my own self, we, I think a lot of it is cultural in the sense that we're taught that bad feelings are bad and they're unpleasant. Mm-hmm. They yeah. are. So we so you shove them under a rug. <clears throat> you shove them under a rug. Yeah. And the thing mm-hmm. about social and we're in an achieve, like we talked about, we're in an achievement driven society where, you know, the more you have, the better. And social media is kind of the perfect way to, yeah showcase those achievements and it and i don't want to you know shit too much can i oh yes oh yes yes Yes. it's bubbles and bitches yeah i don't want to shit too much on social media because i do think there are a lot of really positive things that have come out of it and we can talk about those as well yes on the negative side there is this um curating of your life that Uh gets rid of some of the more negative things and it sets an unrealistic expectation of and I'm guilty you look at my Instagram and it's like everything's wonderful yes it's not to say we all do it yes it's not to say it isn't because who wants to see me like crying going I I had too many donuts today and my stomach hurts like I don't know (laughs) no one wants to see that part but so there's there's an element of understanding because right. really if we saw people's real life Instagram their Instagram yes. as, as the youth call it <laughs> yes. we would be like they're oversharing. Yeah. So they're yeah. Oversharing. Yeah. it's tough. <laughs> it is tough, but I do think when it comes to happiness that there's a real it's a good thing to want happiness, but what the way we get there I think is to understand that. That means sadness as well. And we talked a lot about transitions before we started getting into this. Yes. And college is a huge transition. Yes. I was so ready to graduate. Mm -hmm. I've wanted to be an adult since I was 10. I was ready. (laughs) I was like, school's not for me. That's why I'm so awkward. I'm just just an adult in a child's body. I know everything. So I, I really wanted to be an adult. And when I graduated, I was so ready. And I was so sure that this was, you know, going to be my time to flourish. And then I graduated and I was terrified and I couldn't understand why I had this overwhelming and crippling anxiety every day that I had never had before. Yeah. Um, because I was meant to be an adult. This right. is like, I wasn't a crazy sorority. I was a sorority girl, but I wasn't one that was, you know, drinking. My glory days aren't behind me. They're uh-huh. in front of me, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hope. Uh, and it just really, it really shocked me when I realized that I was, I was, really kind of inconsolable in terms of not knowing what I was going to do and being terrified. And I was like, I had this, I was writing this book already. So Uh I had a path. So Uh I can, and I was watching so many of my friends going through similar things. So it doesn't matter how prepared you are, you're mourning something. And that's maybe your childhood, your education, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, leaving that past kind of past life behind you and moving on to something new. And I, I, I really liked how you had the main character, Lou, she really went through all of this, you know, yeah. like it was so good because like you said, she was an overachiever and then she would go finally apply for a job and they're like, oh, you're overqualified. And yeah. she's like, how am I overqualified? Like I can't get, or, you know, I, I can't get a job to get experience, but then I can't get, you know, this yeah. other job because I have too much college or something. It'd be perfectly like, mediocre. Yes. Yes. Just qualified enough or you'll maybe good for the job, but not so qualified that you'll leave us. Yes. And that's tough. Um, I also like to make fun. I mean, Lou is a character that I like to you know, poke, poke fun of my generation a little bit mm-hmm. where we do, we do have a bit of an entitlement thing. And I think that that, like I said, every generation has a level of that entitlement thing where Absolutely they do. she 
is like, I graduated from Columbia. Why yeah. are jobs flying at me? I know. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why am I not president yet? And I see that all the time too, where it's like, well, I did, I did my, my thing. I graduated with, uh, with honors and uh-huh. now I'm Didn't ready to be a star. To. And then you get slapped down to earth and you can't get out of bed for there, six months. There mm-hmm. was a line that your dad had said in the book. And I'm, I want to know, like he, well, he probably said something like that to you in real life, but mm-hmm. he, you were upset and he was like, well, what are you doing now? You're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like what yeah. you, how many interviews have you been on? And what, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Nothing. Like exactly. do something about it then. Yes. You know, and I'm, I was very lucky where I uh, have a dad who is tremendously sensitive and very thoughtful, but also from Boston. And what that means is <laughs> he's not a bullshit guy. And when I was feeling sorry for myself at any points in my life, yeah. I go, I understand, but also really? Yeah. Um, and, and that's, I think, a good balance. I like I think that. a good balance. Perfect. And I was very fortunate when I graduated, I was writing this. And I, I sold the pitch for this book almost immediately out of college. So I had a very distinct path that I was going on. So my parents knew this conversation didn't happen specifically with us, but it was kind of an amalgamation of all of the conversations I had had with my parents where I wanted that give and take of, yes, it's totally normal to be depressed for months and not know what to do and be floundering. And I wanted to kind of make fun of ourselves in that way. And the fact that I, I could wake up at like 6 a.m. and go running when I was in high school and then go uh-huh. to school. And then I graduated. I'm like, I just can't get out of bed after before 10. Yeah. Like, what happened to all of my energy and drive? And I wanted to be sensitive to that and kind of poke fun at that and then have kind of the voice of reason. And I think for readers to know that this is not my perspective on things, I wanted to have a voice saying, hey, these are really good problems. You're yeah. living at home. Uh-huh. Right, yes. yeah. But, you know, no mortgage and you're not really doing anything. Get off, get up off your ass. You don't yeah. feel sorry for yourself for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, that's, I tell my son all the time, like you, you're in a perfect situation right now. Mm-hmm. You just finish, keep your eye on the prize, finish what you're doing because these years you're never going to get back mm-hmm. and you're going to have a mortgage and you're going to have all these bills. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of it right now because this shit ain't going to last forever on oh, skillet. Yeah. Of you know? Not. And I just, you know, moved into my apartment. My boyfriend and I moved in together and now And we you're like, a- oh. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's really funny because I want, once again, I'm like, I'm ready. I've been home for two years and I've saved up my money and I'm, oh my God, I'm falling. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you think you're ready for something, and no matter how much you prepare for it, you're yeah. going to be a little underprepared. Uh, but I do understand your son in the sense that there's this over, and I tried to capture this in the book as well, there's this overwhelming feeling when you're a young person anyway of, I want to be doing it. I want to yes. be living my life. I want to. Mm-hmm. It's in, in it's impatient, you know? Yeah. And, even and we all have it. And even though, like, I want to struggle. We don't really, but, no, like, we do. <laughs> but we kind of do, like, in the, like, cute way. Yeah. And, you know? yeah, but then when you are faced with those struggles, like right now there's a lot of stuff that he just he has a hard time handling stuff right now you know Mm -hmm. and I think that it's 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 the it's that age group Mm -hmm. I did it everybody does it everybody goes through it you're still like kind of in between like you're you're physically and age wise you know you're supposed to be an adult and you're supposed to be able to handle adult things but you're still growing into being an adult you're still learning yeah you're still kind of a kid in some ways you know so it's a lot of pressure and it's a lot of anxiety because you're an yes. adult and here you go 
you got to fix this problem. And yep. you're like, mom, can you help me fix this problem? Well, like, especially you know? <laughs> when you move back home, which I did. And I also wanted to touch on this in the book. A lot of people are moving home. In 2016, I think Pew Research Center said 34%, 32 to 34% of young people had moved back in with their parents. Um, which that's another. I mean, it's huge. you get to yeah. do whatever you want. And guess what? Now you're 16 again. That's yep. the thing. Is I reverted so fast. Yeah. It's <laughs> Where I, I, when I graduated, I was a very, like to think, capable person. Mm-hmm. And then immediately I was like throwing my clothes on the floor. Yeah. Like the hammer's right there. Right. And yeah. like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Uh, and when you when you live in your house with your mom kind of, or dad or whatever the case may be, luring over you, you kind of, we're, we're creatures of pattern. We revert. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's amazing how now I'm in my own place and I have to go like, oh, yeah, two years ago, how did I do this thing? Uh, yeah. How did I do the laundry? How do yeah, I my do? My mom always does the dishes now. Shoot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yes, yes, like total, total good problem to have. But it, it is something that I've heard echoed a lot, which is when you do move back in with your parents, you kind of lose that momentum of that growth that you yeah. have. Yeah, yeah. So... I the do. book is so relatable in that Thank way. You. It really is. You did a very good yes. job there. Yes. It, yes. It, relatable in that way, but also um, relatable in how you structured it. Um, you have Instagram posts. You have Twitter. Which is so interesting it, to read. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the world we're living in now. Right. But to read about like hashtags and that was it's so just funny. funny. It was I, funny. It was like, oh my god, this Mama Shell's hashtags were Ma- so funny. <laughs> I loved Mama Shell's tweet. Is there a Mama Shell like actually on Twitter? Like, I'm sure someone's gonna make it and be this character. <laughs> oh my god, I probably should. That you would be so funny. Or well, she should because now she's emptiness syndrome. Or your, yeah, your, your real her, Mama should. I told mom like you need to capitalize on this brand. You need to like start. Yes, on yes. Need. But I want. I actually want to mention that because there was this. The red hot ladies in the book. I was good. That's on my list. Yes. I was going to ask about that. <laughs> ask, ask about that. Well, I was going to say, is there, okay, so the red hot ladies in the book, we're not giving anything away. It's uh, Mama Shell and some of her girlfriends. Mm-hmm. You know, their kids are, are gone. They're empty nesters or their kids moved back. And they get together and they watch The Bachelor and they drink <laughs> and they go get Botox. Yeah. Is there a real group of these ladies that you your mom hangs out with? <laughs> the red hot? Oh my god! I have to send you guys the video. Of that the is so funny. Can we be a part of the Red Hot? Stuff? Yeah, <laughs> everyone wants to be. Let so me tell you. Fun. And you know what? I really, really—they were an important group of characters for me because moving home. One of the things I've became very aware of really quickly were my parents' friends because they were all you know coming in and out. And I feel very lucky that my mom has a tight knit group of friends, and they are exuberant fun women i call it the renaissance of adolescence where now their kids are <laughs> going funny. they're out of the yeah. house and culturally everything is Autumn, them, you like, are so extremely well spoken oh yes God, thank you. oh my goodness oh my God. Yes. your vocabulary yeah yes. i know i'm like just keep talking yes. you're beautiful <laughs> you're smart you carry yourself well you're blushing you're so okay sweet. carry you're so on sweet. sorry about that i just had to tell you that <laughs> thank you but everyone tells these women who uh-huh. hit like 50 like all right it's time for crochet it, you know it's like this you're <laughs> yeah, like fuck crochet yes it's like they're, <laughs> out of the, they're out of the key demographic so we're not advertising to you anymore you're like uh-huh. it's just you're like a this lost soul yeah not talked about group of people who are going through a lot where their their identities as parents have 
are, are changing drastically. You're never right. not a parent, but they ch- it's changing. Yes. You have all this time now. You're mm-hmm. looking at your spouse going, oh, yeah, you. Yeah. Um, yeah. In a sexual way, I guess. Not uh-huh. that I like to think about that in uh, yeah. any way. But, you <laughs> no, know, but it you happens. have to learn to like each other again. Right? Yeah, and I'm, I'm lucky my parents are still together and very happy, but I, I see it all the time where yeah. even they're discovering each other again. Like, oh, yeah, we can go on trips. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. this is why I like you. Yeah. yeah it's amazing. <laughs> like, I forgot that we can go dancing and we don't have to worry about the kids. Yes. Um, and they're vibrant and enthusiastic and they want to learn and dance and kick up their heels. They're not grandmas yet. Mm-hmm. No. And I think that this is a group that needs to be represented more. And maybe I'm not the person to do it because I'm 25. <laughs> but I, I told my mom, like, you should start a blog about how when you're that age, you don't, how to have a good time. Yeah. And, or just at least show being a person that is saying, listen, ladies, I'm with you. Not all of us are. It's something to look forward to because when you watch movies, it's like everything's American beauty. Like your fifties are a sad time Uh where you just kind of realize that your dreams are crushed where like, I want to see people that I look up to who are older than me. I don't want to think that like youth is amazing. And then I have to like strive for it the rest of my life because it's all downhill from here. I love seeing women having fun of that age demographic. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm glad you want to join them. Yes. They're, great, they're a great bunch. But you know what's funny? That is when your life really starts to be fun. I bet your right? mom right now is, this is the, like 50 is the new 40, right? 60 is mm-hmm. the new 50 because we're living longer. Yes. We're actually, you know, eating healthier and taking care of ourselves mm-hmm. more. And right now, your mom's probably having a blast. She just went, where was she? She just came home. She was gone All that hard work months. is paying off, Mama Shell. <laughs> yes, Mama. Go, Mama. She was gone for two weeks with my dad. They went to the World Series. They, like, had oh, their, awesome. you know, world travelers. And I'm so happy for them. Oh. And I was dog-sitting. Yeah. Yeah. I was pug-sitting. Yeah. It was great. I oh, they them. do have pugs? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The pugs are true. I texted her this morning that. I'm like, why do you have a Frenchie and not a pug? That's my Rebellion. Yes. So funny. It's my rebellion. <laughs> no, they have two pugs. I have a Frenchie. So they're they're very um, aesthetically pleasing together because they all have flat faces uh-huh. and kind of a similar coloring. Yes. But um, and that was my, I'm different. Yeah. I'm different. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, so cute. Funny. Thank you. Um, so in the book, she, Mama Shell is Lou's mom. Mm-hmm. And um, gosh, let's just touch on her real quick. Sure. I know we just did, but. We didn't tell the listeners. Yeah, we'll bring it all back up again. Bring it all back up again. Anyway, um, in the book, it's so funny because you wrote the character so well that I want, you know... I did like I I liked Mama Shell, but I wanted to strangle her. That's a good thing, probably. That is a great thing. <laughs> it's that so- means you wrote the character well. If Thank I had you. such a you know strong visceral, feeling, yeah. yes, but a visceral with, reaction to her. But it's so funny um, because I loved Mama Shell. Like I was like, I want to be Mama Shell's daughter. Yeah. But, it's, but it's also because I'm 34, and what she's doing, I would love to do. You know what I mean? It's so that's so, why I just loved Mama yes. Shell. It's so interesting how there's been like the stark divide of people who are like, how did you do it? How did you get through <laughs> yeah. this? Uh-huh. And other people who are like, I wish my mom was your mom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where I kind of, I had Megan Mitchell's character a little bit where I wanted a nemesis, but I also wanted someone to, I have a whole backstory for her, how her mom was never there. So like mom is yeah. like the re, her, her, you know, shining goddess. Right. Because I had so many friends in high school. But your mom was her was Megan's um, shining goddess. Yes. Yeah. Where, you know, my mom growing up, 
I, I was a total geek growing up. I was not particularly cool ever. And my mom was amazingly fabulous and fashionable and beautiful and always on trend and fun. Yeah. She dances on tables and, you know, <laughs> she's drinks tequila. And I didn't. I was not that girl. And so a lot, we had a very classic mother-daughter relationship in the sense that there was a lot of nagging, but we had a very reversed mother-daughter relationship in the sense that what she was nagging me about is not typical. <laughs> so yeah. where, most, where most mothers were going like, you have curfew at 10. My mom's going, it's Friday night. Why are you Why still are you here? Home? Are <laughs> there no fun. slumber parties where boys are going to sneak in? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is nuts. so cute. I thought she was so nuts. I'm like, mom, everyone would kill for a daughter like me. I don't even leave the house. I'm yeah. so well behaved. I don't drink unless you give me sips at the dinner table. Yeah. And, but it turned out there was a lot of wisdom in that where when she would say, it's so much more important that you're social than you get straight A's. I was like, what's wrong with you? And now that I've graduated, I'm like, wow, being being able to be social and, and you know, make connections is actually so, really important. It uh, is, yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you really... I tell Jonathan all the time, the social aspect it needs to be handled. Mm-hmm. I mean, you need to teach your kids that because, oh, I thought you were writing down time or something. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we're good. We're good. Sometimes she writes me a little note, so I have to go look at yeah. it. Sure. <laughs> no, it's so true, But though. social, I mean, you really do have, have to have social skills, mm-hmm. and it's so important. And some kids, they don't, they, they need help in that area, and sure. that's okay, but... They need to understand how important that skill set needs to be. Well, because in our education system, we focus so much on reading, writing, arithmetic, that, yes. that kind of those elements that we forget. And yes. this is what I try to poke fun of as well, that there are other parts of life that are equally as important to success. Mm-hmm. And I think Mama Michelle's character, as zany and over the top and as much as you want to strangle her, she has these pearls of wisdom that are hidden in like yes. all of this oh, hair she does. and craziness. Yeah. And that's, you know what? It's important to be able to be social and make friends because these are the people who are going to be there for you when times are tough. They're going to help you and celebrate. And even in your work, it's so important to be able to identify with people and uh, influence people and not in a manipulative way just in a like human way yeah so she I always talk about how my elementary school report cards they would always write in like needs improvement she talks too much to like other kids she's like this is an A plus report card <laughs> she's like that's I'm doing my job she's like alright my work here is done my work is done D in math well, D means diploma yeah <laughs> yeah um, so yes it's based on my, it is based on my mother <laughs> yeah <laughs> But it was, it it was, she, her character was very good in that book. Thank you. And she's, well, she's a good character. I really like how she's, I kind of envy that, you know, I'm full of life too. And I have a great big personality, Mm -hmm. but, but I am like such a worry wart and I have like these anxiety issues and stuff like that. But it was very cool that she is more. Will, like free, free yeah. willy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I envy she, that. In ways she totally is. But then if you look, there are ways she's not. Because my mom is still a nervous Jewish mother. Okay. And she is on Find My Friends constantly. Uh, when it comes to our safety, she's so relaxed when it comes to what we're doing. Yeah. But she's 
the most uptight in terms of making sure we are safe and okay. My mm-hmm. mom like won't take an Advil and a vitamin C pack because she's afraid she's going to overdose. Like, <laughs> she's a total hypochondriac. You know, she's oh, like, oh, so she's I'm a, normal. No, she's a total hypochondriac. She'd be like, Michael, I'm dying. But like, why? It's like, yeah. I have a skin tag. It's like, yeah. I've had that for like 30 years. Yeah. It's like, it's like, that's been there. Yeah, like, what are you talking about? Like, that's on your baby photo. Uh, um, yeah. When I was first dating my boyfriend, I went up to visit, to meet his parents uh-huh. in uh, the Bay Area. And my mom forced me to get find my friends because I was, you know, I was going to ask if your mom did that or if that, you know, because in the book, uh, Mama Shell tracks Lou oh, where she she's does. going and where she are you still- there? What are you doing over there? Why are you at the ice cream shop? Like, it was so funny. She still has it. She still she- does. <laughs> She's probably like, why are you in Irvine? Why I'm, are you doing right now? <laughs> I'm on Do Not Disturb right now, but you can bet when I turn it off, it's going to be like 30 texts. Like, why are you in Irvine? Right yeah. <laughs> Were you kidnapped? Yeah. What's the license plate? <laughs> but she's going to be the first person that listens to this episode. Oh, my God. You know Absolutely. what I mean? I'm, she, um, yeah. <laughs> she actually knows why I'm here. She's yeah. Like older, um, yeah. Because I dropped the dog off with her today. Oh, oh. that's right. Yes. Um, but she <laughs> is, she does have that. And I think that that's really important to understand about Mama Mom Shell's character that is true to my mother is as, you know, funny and flamboyant as she is, she's a good mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that she cares. She is. Yeah. Well, her, her life, you could tell in the writing, her life, her life are her kids. Yeah. yeah. And maybe their priorities are a little different for whatever reasons. But I know with my own mom and what I was saying about I went to go visit my boyfriend's parents for the first time and they're Israeli that's like a different breed where like you know they they all have to send their kids to the IDF when they're that age so she'll call me and be like I haven't heard from Dora in a month is he okay my mom <laughs> yeah. if I don't respond in like 30 minutes uh-huh. she's calling the FBI <laughs> so I go up to visit and I don't want to be rude so I turn my phone off and put it in my purse to mm-hmm. have a conversation with the mother of my boyfriend uh, right. that is really fucking classy by the way thank yes, you it, it backfired okay <laughs> So I'm in this coffee shop and she She called the army out to rescue you. Yeah, she had. No, seriously. She, um, she, oh God. uh, She uh, went on Find My Friends and it turns out the coffee shop that we were sitting at was across the street from the Palo Alto police station. Oh no. And I just wasn't responding. Uh My phone was off for an hour. And um, that was, uh, I had a tombstone made for me already. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was a search party. I, but I, and I was begging her, I'm like, mom, this isn't healthy for you. You can't have it. And she goes, I don't care. She goes, I don't care if you're shooting a porno. I just want to make sure you're not on the freeway. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. The lines that your mom. So yeah. She's so hysterical. So yes. were any, and I'm sure, I'm sure they were. How were does any your dad of the deal lines? with that? Oh my God. He loves her. He loves it. <laughs> he does because you know, it's interesting. Sorry. No, I had to okay. ask that follow up yeah, question. I'll say this. I call, that, please, I call her um, the Lucy to his Ricky where he, she's very okay. high in the sky. He's mm-hmm. very grounded. And the two complement each other very, very well. Well, in the book, the mom and dad do. They, they, and it seems like the dad just goes along with what the mom's mm-hmm. doing. She brings and home pays, and pays her credit card yeah, bill. She brings home that <laughs> seven day cleanse, and he's like, "All right, all right, he's like, I'm not doing it." That's so funny. Oh, poor dad. <laughs> but what I was going to ask is, um, are any of the text messages in the book? Are any of those? Did those really come from your mom? Yeah, they they did. There were a few. So I I jokingly say, uh, when people say based on a true story, I say based on true text messages, where there were a handful that I literally lifted. 
Um, so the way, I don't know if we mentioned this on the podcast, but the way that these started was I started posting our text messages online. My mom oh, and I. we need to, yes. So, we um, need to go into that. Yeah, it was super fun. I basically started telling stories about my mom on Facebook because I always joked I was going to write a book about my mom called Raising Mom, and that was the original title oh, of it. Oh, uh-huh. And I started posting these texts while I was in college, and they blew up. Like, I was a person, I got like 15 likes on things, and mm-hmm. suddenly I was getting 500. And I realized that there was something there because of it. And that's kind of the uh, the catalyst for this entire experience was I realized that this was an experience that people either related to or didn't, but thought was really funny. Yes. So she totally leans in now. Once she realized she had adoring fans, uh-huh. she would like text me things that she I could tell she thought were going to be She's like, perfect. you should post this one. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> be like, okay, so what if I Then say, she gets all into it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like, what if I tell you that you need to go to the dry bar? And then you, I'm like, okay, mom. She's well, like, save it for script, mom. Save scripting it for script. It, yeah. Uh, so I, yes, a lot of them I, I lifted just in a weird way as like an inside joke for the people who've been following the text from the uh, beginning. Uh-huh. And also some of them are just classic and why not use things that work? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm trying to think of one that. She is a character. Yes. She, so Mama Shell has her own uh, martini. The, the Sheltini. The Sheltini. Yes. I am, what is the Sheltini? try it. Yes. Oh, my goodness. You what's have to. What's the Sheltini? I have the recipe. A Sheltini. I, I forget exactly what's in it. But you know, the sh- there's cucumber. There's mm-hmm. cucumber. There's basil. Cucumber. Every, like, <laughs> yes. every, uh, we made it so that every element was, had a, you know, benefit, like, the uh, hydration. Yes. yes. All, <laughs> all yes. that fun stuff. <laughs> Digestion, basil. But it's like a cucumber, basil, or was it mint or basil? It was a cucumber martini of sorts. Yes. And my mom is a big martini drinker. Okay. Uh, tequila and martinis, her definite drinks of choice. So and what are your drinks of choice? My drinks of choice. I'm a big wine girl myself. Okay. I've, I've always... Fit right in. Yeah. <laughs> I've always loved wine. Um, I love pairing. I love tasting. I. It's just a culture that I really enjoy. And also, it's a, it's a nice buzz. Yeah. Um, but in terms of hard alcohol, it, you know, like my go-to at a bar, I'll get like a whiskey ginger Oh, um, okay. So whiskey, nice. Yeah, I, I love my whiskey. Um, my How about mo- your dad? My dad? Yeah. Does he Does he have he, a drink of choice? Um, let me think, because right now they're very much into tequila, but to be fair, that's mostly because my mom is like on this big thing that they just need to drink like tequila because she read somewhere that has like the least amount of sugar or something like that. So they're kind of being forced into tequila. I don't know if that's like their natural That's so feeling. funny, because she read somewhere. That exactly. That's what they're supposed to be drinking right now. I think my dad, my dad will occasionally love a scotch he's not a big hard drinker but when he does it's normally either tequila or a scotch or a whiskey um and he loves wine too we're mm-hmm. all big wine people in my okay. family yeah. we drink a lot at the we drink a lot yeah yes. <laughs> yes. we actually we actually don't it's good do, for us it is yes. <laughs> actually my doctor my my mom's doctor told her uh, you need to drink more at one oh. point she was like when she was younger she we didn't barely doctor. drink at all and she's like you're very nervous i think what you need is wine Oh. And she listened. She listened to that. Oh uh, my gosh. It was, I need to get that on a prescription, get, though, and be on. like, hey, well, this, that, is, what, this is I, it. Who is this doctor? Because <laughs> I need to – I will drive to him. <laughs> I'll go to LA. Yes. Yeah, so that was that was his uh, expert diagnosis. Like, I think you need to drink more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just to relax. Uh, so, yeah, I think my, my dad's a, a scotch guy and now tequila with lime on the rocks, which, oh. you know, is pretty hardcore. Yeah. And you slippers. you only have one sibling, right? Yes. Yes, a sister. My little sister. You're and how old is she now? She is 19. Oh. So, there's okay. 5 years between us. She's about to turn 20 in March. 
And uh, it's a great age difference. And it's a vast one for our generations because I grew up in a period where I still remember time without the internet and social media. Yes, and, and she, she does, not. does not. Right, yeah. So she's yeah. she's like my mini mama, where she's very cool, very hip, very she brilliant girl, but also very cool in a way that I just naturally wasn't. And so she's so in with the lingo. I would actually consult her and be like, what is something that the kids would say uh, yes. for so Val? She, yeah, so, so she is Val, like yeah. to your Lou kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Val was very cool in the book. But yeah. I, loved, <laughs> I loved that Val and Lou were like still really, even though they were they very were different, close. they were very close. She's my best friend, my sister. Oh, yeah. that's very the, cool. The earth. Um, my mom Your was, parents did a great job with you guys. Thank uh-huh. you. Mama Shell did a good job. <laughs> thank you. No, my little sister is my absolute best friend in the entire world. She's at USC right now as well. Oh, very cute. Kicking butt. I um what does she want to do yeah what she what she She is a little more she wants to be in film she's a she either wants to be a producer or a director but she wants thankfully to be more on the um business side of things than well with director more creative but she definitely does not want to be in front of the camera Uh which is a blessing for those of us in the family who are like don't do it (laughs) (laughs) you know what this you need to turn this into screen I think oh, this book. make a little. So the book has been even optioned. if you. Oh, awesome! It has been optioned for a TV series by. Um, That's great. I was going to say even if we do Hallmark or yeah. it needs because, but it needs like a little mini series or something. Yeah, it's, it is. It's so. It's yes, so, it was Thank fu- you. so fun and relatable, and just to see the characters like. How exciting life. for you. It's yeah. been Holy a really, balls. really amazing month. It's been, uh, I mean, it came out in August, so it's been like a wild ride. And then I turned 20. It's been a crazy month, yeah. a few, <laughs> few months. My book came out. Talk about waiting for my life to begin. My book came out. I got a dog. I moved in with my boyfriend. <laughs> um, we moved out. Yeah, we moved out of the, yeah, to the apartment. And then the book got optioned. And I, did I say I turned 25? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. You did not. With this yeah. whirlwind, yeah. So it was just this whirlwind of a few months. And the dust is kind of like, finally kind of settling. And I'm looking back on the, you know, last three months going, oh, my goodness. What yeah, look at everything ride. you did. <laughs> um, but it's not over yet because now we're, you know, we're going out there with it. And we're going to do our best to turn this into the best series possible. So that's yeah. good. Yeah. Wood, ladies. Yeah, that's good. definitely. Fingers so crossed. So do you, would you, you think you would star in it? Would you like to play in it? Oh, goodness. You know, I would love the opportunity. And your mom? Just yeah, kidding. I know. Yeah, would your mom want <laughs> to? Wouldn't that she'd be probably fucking be better. cute? She'd probably be better, honestly. <laughs> You're going to be famous, mom. Um, you already are. Yeah. I, I would love the opportunity to play Lou. I also know that... I, it's not a deal breaker for me in the sense that if someone says you can play her and you get the opportunity to both write and star in this, I would be over the moon. You're going to run with it. You yeah, know what, uh-huh. though? I could totally see you behind the camera like oh, directing yeah. oh, this, too. I would love too. to direct it. I mean, the, yes. the most important thing to me is that I'm in the writer's room and that I'm a creator of it. Yeah. Because that way the voicing is right, right. and I have control over making sure that pe- hysterically funny people really remember the core of this and the heart of this because it's what's most important to me yeah is the heart of these characters yes. because as deep as their heart is and as big as their heart is the wackier they can get mm-hmm. when it still be okay mm-hmm. um so it's most important to me that i'm in the writer's room but i mean if don't make me sing guys i know <laughs> <laughs> but i you that's the first thing i thought about when reading this book though i yeah. thought this needs to be on the screen because um 
it's, the characters. It's so relatable. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. And the characters, they're like so, each of them have such a big personality. Even the dad, even though he's like a much more silent type, like he still is a very big presence throughout the whole story, mm-hmm. you know? So just because they're so big, like you want to see them on screen and see like the expressions and Mama Shell walking yeah. in with all her shopping bags. Yes. And hide these, you know? It was, that was so yes. funny. Like, yes. Oh, yay. Well, I mean, I, I studied screenwriting, so I think part of that, inclination definitely came out in the way I wrote the the book book anyway so Mm -hmm. a lot of visual things like I I definitely had the movie in my head where like mom steps out of the car with like (laughs) bejeweled wrist and things like that so when it gets okay so explain to our listeners and us like what happens this process of the book getting picked up like Mm -hmm. what tell us about that process like how what did you do to get there yeah sure starting out like what stage like um Starting out, like, trying to get this on the screen. Okay, now I understand. Um, I was very lucky where I released this book and I had every intention of making it a television series or a movie or something of that nature. So I talked to my reps, my representation, about who we could sneak this to because I wanted it to be very female-centric. That was important to me. Okay. And so I was thinking of women in the industry, different companies and different producers who would respond to this. So we sent it out to a handful of people and I took a bunch of meetings with different uh, different women and I ended up meeting um, or meeting with the current company that is optioning it, which is Patma, who um, I met Nina Tassler when I was really young. It's actually funny. She, Her daughter and my little sister went to school together. Okay. And so she knew my mom because she came to my sister's bat mitzvah. Uh-huh. Oh. And she said, I knew I wanted to read this book because I remember so, like something that she said at uh-huh. the bat mitzvah speech a while ago, which is like when, when Odessa was born, all I could think was, please have don't have my original nose. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so she, she kind of knew what she was getting into. And she's yes. amazing and has been just so incredible to work with. I'm so, so lucky. And so we're all, you know, going out with it. It's very exciting. Wow. And then I met my co-writer. Her name is Allie. She is so much funnier than I'll ever be. I'm so in love with her. Uh, so it's been, it, I don't want to give away too much, but we're No, working. I know yeah. you can't, but that's. No, this is so God, exciting. That is badass. I'm like, so, you. oh my thank goodness. You. I <laughs> am so proud of you. Hey, thank yes. You. I'm, I'm very, very lucky. And Look excited. at you being a boss yeah, babe at 25. Hustling. No kidding. You, you moved out. You're. I know. Look at that. What am I doing? You're a mom now to your pup. I do. Yeah. I do. I Shit. feel like such a mommy. I had to like drop him off at, you know, at his yeah. grandma. <laughs> drop him off at grandma. <laughs> glamma, yes, yes, glamma. That's that's right. Did Nene Leakes term that? Yes, glamour? she is a glamma. Yes. And then my mom says that she is a glamma too because she's too young to be a grandma. That's exactly. what my mom says. Yes. I feel that. I she says she's too young. <laughs> so what is your outside of outside of now moving this into hopefully making it and it's on the big TV? What are your plans now? Like what what what's in store for you, Miss Autumn? Oh goodness. Uh hopefully a whole lot of things, but you never know. I am uh, this is my main priority is continuing with this project and seeing it to its full fruition. Uh other than that, I've started writing actually other I've started writing again in totally different arenas. I have a pitch that I'm working on with a close friend of mine. Actually, once we're done with this podcast, I'm going to oh. go right with her. Um that's totally different just to kind of it was an idea we both had while walking down Hollywood Boulevard. So if that gives you any indication. Of that <laughs> um, so I, I'm really hoping that this is my priority, but that I'll just continue to get work writing and I'll be able to continue telling stories. And um, hopefully I'll, you know, be able to 
share more books with you and come back and talk about them. Yeah, definitely. So like what, what's next for me? Those are the immediate things. And then hopefully uh, Forbes 30 under 30. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. no. Hopefully um, just... You're all just kidding. Yeah. yeah just, just kidding, Forbes. Yeah. At Forbes. Uh, no, I'm... Honestly, I will be so thrilled if I can just continue to work in this capacity. I think it's a, a really fortunate thing to be able to tell stories for a living because we all tell stories Isn't in our it? life. Yes, so. yes. I was but it's say- something that you, I mean, this is what you enjoy. It's your passion. Mm-hmm. A yes, lot of people you're don't. very good at it. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yes, the TV thing has to happen, but we need more books from you. Thank like, we you. need another book. Even, like you said, if it's, like, a different genre or something like that, like, just your voice in the book was was really fun. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I Very just, easy. I just wanted people to laugh and call their mom. That was my main mm-hmm. goal. Mm-hmm. I said, if people laugh and call their mom, I have succeeded. How um, how was the writing process for you? Yeah, a lot. Um, I I know never, Abby had a lot to say about this too. I'm sure. She was like, ugh. Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> I loved it, and I wanted to murder myself. That's exactly <laughs> right. Well, she, Abby's Abby's book. It took her ten years to get it done really took 10 years on you know and off what? I hear that it. so constantly and I had a very I think unique experience where it was kind of a mad dash where I had the idea I wrote the book proposal and like I had the first 50 pages of it which I had to write within a matter of months because the way this came about was I wrote I initially thought of it as a tv show and like an urban outfitters coffee table book uh-huh. with a bunch of te- text, like, text messages, messages and stuff like that yes right? Um, that's cute. Yeah, I thought that would be cute. You can still, still do that. Happen. Yeah, yeah, you know, the that thing like cute. you put in the bathroom so when people yeah. are in the toilet, they yeah. look at like that kind of thing. And um, that's, that was my aspiration. <laughs> a toilet book. A toilet book. Yeah, a toilet book. <laughs> um, I sent the 10-page uh, proposal to Around and met my now agent, Erin Malone, who was the person who was an angel, and I'm obsessed with her, and a new mom. She's a smothered now. Oh. Um, smothered <laughs> of her own. Uh, and she asked if I could write a narrative and a novel around that. And I said yes, because I'm crazy. Um, and be, because when someone gives you that opportunity, you absolutely yeah. have to say yes. So. I um, I didn't really have time to think about it in the sense that I had this opportunity where I knew if I could write a book and write a novel, which is something I've always wanted to do since I was young, I just thought I would have to be like 60 and understand things. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> so I started writing and once I got the proposal, it was one of the scariest, or once I got the actual offer to finish writing it, I had a deadline. Mm-hmm. It was the scariest moment of my life. Yeah. Because I realized, oh my God, I have to write a novel I have now. to write a book. Yeah. And I yes. have like less than a year to do it. So um, I had a timeline and I had to get to work and there were days I had to delete 30 Microsoft Word pages in the middle of it at one point. And I know that may not even seem like that much because it's a 300 page book, but on Microsoft Word that translates very differently. Yes. Uh, It was like a a quarter of the book I had to ax. I cried so hard. It was awful. And then there are dark times like that. And then there are moments where you think that everything that you write is the most brilliant thing in the world yes. and then you, you're so exhilarated and it's like it's pouring out of you like tongues and then like two yeah. weeks later you read it again and you're like I'm trash yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like this why is actual I think tongues. this is funny this is actual tongues this yeah. isn't words yeah these aren't words this is terrible so um it's any writer will tell you it is the best it is the worst I am so in love with it it is probably the most challenge it is 100% the most challenging and exhilarating thing I've ever done and more than anything uh seeing the book in front of me when it you know it had a was spine. that incredible it had you... like a glossy little yeah on oh. the cover and, and I, everything it was the, so surreal and 
I think at any point in my life now when I really am concerned about can I can I do something this will be a good this will be a good uh, dog tag if you will to a bookmark to remember like hey you did this you can do anything you can finish you have follow yeah. through <laughs> okay and so I now I want to touch base on the whole audible book right of course how is that process so how long did it take? Because you you did the voice of the Audible. Yeah, that was amazing. I I mentioned this to you guys earlier, but I had an audition for it. Uh, they did not. Apparently, it's not common for authors to read their own material, so they made me audition, and they liked me enough to let me do it. So thank you guys. I had the best time. I basically would come in for like four hours a day, sometimes more, and I would just sit there with tea and read. <laughs> and just read, wow. yeah. It was bizarre. It was the first and hopefully last time I ever read the book front to back out loud. Out loud. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and you so retain weird. that information too when you read out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, it was wild. Well, you did yeah. all of the voices really well, like Thank like you. when Mama Shell was doing her stuff and then when Val would come in. So like you did all like the inflections and everything. Did it feel awkward too though? <laughs> like <laughs> to trying do, to be to these the characters? Voices. What was really weird to me more than anything was like the Instagram posts and stuff because so many of the jokes are visual jokes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I didn't know how it was going to translate in Audible because I didn't know if you were going to... Like when you're in the would, restaurant if and we you would trip over the... Right. <laughs> or like the congrats to our SUNY cake, which, yes. you know, with all the Instagrams, we had to actually create them. So we got... My mom's birthday cake one year was congrats to our SUNY. We had to like get that oh, uh-huh. made. <laughs> And they're like, are you sure you don't mean summa cum laude? We're like, no, no, no. no. just, just, just listen to us. Is yes. yeah. Just listen to us. Um, so yeah, we had, and I'm bad at Photoshop, so that was a process, but uh, I had friends help me. But it, it was so interesting to be the voice of something. And I've, and I've heard snippets of it, but I don't like to listen to myself talk to uh-huh. people. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, like we were saying about the podcast, like now we hear ourselves Every day. Now we it's not every a big episode. deal. Now it's not. But at the beginning, I was like, oh my God, that's what I sound like. like we oh. have we like. have a, um, a psychic named Chris Medina that we are friends with that we have on. He's He's been, he's done his rounds on like all podcasts. And he's 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 one of our dear friends now. We love him. Yeah, but that's awesome. He refuses to listen to his, his self-talk. Yeah. yeah. Understood. He hates his voice. He, he's like, I just sound like a big queer. And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> no, I go, Chris, you do not. Will no. you shut up? Even if you did, and by the way, is. he's right. gay. So that's why he says that. Of course. Um, <laughs> but it, it was, it's super funny because you, you don't, when you listen to yourself, you. Yeah. You don't think you, you sound that mm-hmm. way. So um, just like a little funny story on voices. Um, I, I just recently met my dad after like 30 years of not seeing him. So that was like on past episodes of the podcast. We went through that whole trip. But when I met him, the first thing he said, he's like, you look like your mom. And then the next thing he's like, oh my God, you sound like your mom. I'm like, I sound like my mom. Like I was, that was so weird to me. Even when I told Brandy, she's like, she doesn't I'm like you do. But it's so funny that other people, like when they hear you, they're like, oh my God, you sound like your mom. Or, you know, like it, so you don't hear yourself that way. Of course so it was, not. It was funny for him to say that. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure that was an 
crazy experience for you. Yes, yes, it was. Yes, it was. Everything positive. It turned out better than I could have ever imagined, Mm -hmm. but it's still a lot for me to take in. So everyone's like, they're like, what's the next step? I'm like, I don't know. Like, (laughs) Brandy's like, when are we going over for Christmas? I'm like, I don't think I'm going yet. I don't. Why would you go anywhere for Christmas? You guys can't see it, but the place is decorated so beautifully for Christmas. Yes, Brandy. I'm a Christmas. I'm a Christmas whore. That's great. Um, actually, I'm a holiday whore. So my yeah. Halloween Any decorations holiday. were up the week, the week of was it like Labor a- Day weekend, right? Yes. Yes. So I had my Halloween That's Halloween decorations up for like two months. You have a gift. This is I, amazing. I fucking love it. I love. I, I wish know, I could she, do this at people's houses. She, she's like, you probably could. I'm sure. I wish I could. She but keeps not, telling me. She's like, not, Can come to your house? But I'm just like, no. holidays. Like I just want to decorate for holidays for people. Honestly, yeah. I feel like. All right, I'm patenting it now. You should. Yeah. Make, you should make an app. You should make an app where you can either. request like services where you you know people don't necessarily need interior designers but for you know maybe a more reasonable fee because you love it you can go in and decorate it for the holidays yes people are like the way people hang christmas lights Mm -hmm. and stuff yeah because i know for my own people are always on pinterest like trying to go like where do i put my pumpkins yeah yeah I'll tell you where. Do you you make a little triangle? I don't know. Help me. Yeah. And and whenever I go into a house and I look at decorations, I always think, oh, I would do, I would totally do, like, do her house. Exactly. And I have a, you know, a friend who's an interior designer who's amazing. And I, when I moved into my apartment, I'm like, just do it. Like, I'll tell you what I don't like, but you're going to, anything you do has got to be better than I do. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Just put the couch in the living room. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I love I love interior design. I, th- I have such an admiration for it. I think it's incredible, and I have all my Pinterest boards of what I the aesthetic. Yes. yes. But some people have but to execute for like it. Yeah. Making the blanket crinkle a certain way, and then yeah. I'll try to mm-hmm. do it, and it just looks like a blanket yes. was looks like, like tossed we left, in the wrong yeah. way. Yeah. Looks like yeah. we left that blanket out by mistake. Well, we have <laughs> so every. We're always in blankets because I keep my house at seventy degrees at all times. So we we always are are you know under the covers. My mom yeah. loves blankets. <laughs> yeah, my mom loves blankets. She we gets, love them. That and pajamas. She gets mad. Yes. I want her to create a pajama line so badly because every day we would come home from school and be like, get into pajamas. Oh. Like, I don't want to be in pajamas. <laughs> yeah. Why are you not? Why are you not get comfortable? Into your comfy yes. clothes. It makes yes. me uncomfortable to see you uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. Oh, uh, no, that's so that funny. So I always funny. tell Greg that. I'm like, why are you wearing that? Aren't you uncomfortable? Yeah, go put your jammies on. He's go like, put your jammies on. He's like, I'm fine. I'm like, no. He's like, leave me alone. Yeah, I feel so like that funny. is an app, though. That would be, you know. That's a good an, idea. There's an it app is. for everything where any kind of service that you're like, I need a community to help me with X, Y, and Z. So yeah. I would have you over to organize my pumpkins. Yeah. <laughs> So you did decorate for Halloween, yes? I did. See? How did it feel the first time you're decorating your own shit? Oh, it was so wonderful. I had apartments in college, but it was a very different experience. Yes. Uh, You know, we would anything we could afford or put together right. so it'd be like a string of pumpkin lights that we inherited and, yeah you know, yeah that'd be it but it was it was fun to us where it was the first time you know my boyfriend and I live together now so we really planned like what we were going to do and we went to different stores and bought some a few decorations that we intend to keep and it was a lot of fun I mean I've, I've been nesting like crazy because I've been dreaming <laughs> of my apartment for two years now yeah, yeah. so I finally got into it I was like a, a tornado set loose. 
Poor guy was like, where? Like, yeah. where now, that you, now that you guys are, you know, living in sin. Um, <laughs> we're Jewish, it's fine. Yes. We encourage this behavior. That's, I know, me too. Um, it's important. Yeah. But um, what are your guys' favorite things to do together? Like, what, now that you're living together, oh like, what's God. your favorite date night or oh, what do you guys love gonna, to do? Oh, am I just going to, like, totally out us as the nerds we are? No, okay. that's good. <laughs> so we love to cook together. It's one of our favorite things in the world. We'll, like, wake up in the morning and go, what are we cooking for dinner? And we'll, you know, go on a bunch of websites and kind of doctor a recipe and we'll go either to the farmer's market or, you oh, know, to fine. whatever. Did you do that last night? No, I didn't get to, okay. unfortunately. He had work last night um, very, very early in the evening, I mean. But we love to cook together. It's something that we're both very passionate about food and mm-hmm. that communal experience. Mm-hmm. And yes. We just have fun doing it. It's a time to talk while, you know, yeah. you're chopping stuff yeah. up. And, uh, you know, listen to records. We have a turntable, like the dirty little hipsters we are. And, <laughs> um, Millennials. I know, right? Right? <laughs> So, um, that's cute. Yeah. We love to do that. And like our favorite show was planet earth too, which if you haven't uh, seen it, you must, it's the best show on television. I have uh-huh. not seen it. It's have you? Remarkable. Is it, is it the one, does Oprah, um, that's life. Oh, I believe, um, planet earth was an original series that came out 10 years ago. And then 10 years later they've, uh, the, Oh, I have not. Been. It's on Netflix. It's miraculous. Planet earth. Okay. It's really, truly special, especially the narratives they like weave around. Truth is stranger than fiction. Okay. So watch it if you're, we cried. We both cried. Oh, okay, um, okay. <laughs> but we're also, we love uh, trying new things together. So we take like salsa classes or- You we'll, do? Yeah, oh, so we, we take salsa classes. What the hell? How cute is that? that is um, awesome. Yeah, he's so game to do anything. I'm very, he's, I'm lucky in that oh, way. Oh, you're lucky in that way. He, you know, we'll go, yeah, I'll learn a swing dance. Or, yeah, I'll learn <laughs> He's like, a, sure, I'm open to that. Yeah, the only things. That's we're, a lot of fun. We're not like clubbers, so we we like activities. So mm-hmm. we'll go, you know, let's, uh, especially now that we're living, t- we just moved in. So right yeah. now our favorite activity is sleeping. Yeah. Um, yes. And potty training our animal not to pee on the velvet couch, which yeah. he did. <laughs> Which he did, George. Um, George. Oh, yeah. so how is his name George? Okay. Yes. So I'll give you. The short I'm sorry, version. I'm jumping all around, but <laughs> no, I have lots fine. of questions. It's fine, George. We initially, when we got the dog, we're like, okay, we're gonna name him Toulouse, like Toulouse Lautrec, who is an artist I love. And then we okay. went, no, we're gonna name him Elvis. No, we're gonna name him Picasso. No. Uh, we're going to name, we had so many different names. Every day he had a different name. Uh-huh. And we couldn't settle on anything. But from the day we got, when we got him, the woman we got him from went, oh, his name is George. We went, you're like, we don't want to name him George. <laughs> said, he looks like a George. Uh, but no, we don't uh-huh. want to name him George. And then we brought him home and our family friend came over and went, this is a weird thing to say, but he kind of has a face that looks like George. And we went, you know, oh, whoa. Oh, oh, weird gosh. coincidence. Whoa. Weird coincidence. How funny. Not going to think about it. Yeah. And <laughs> moved on. Dora went to work. One of his coworkers went, oh my God, I stalked your Instagram. The little dog, I think his name was Picasso at the time. So cute. Um, question. I, I, this is weird to say, but is it, he kind of looks like George to me. Oh my gosh, that's Third so person. Funny. And then it happened a fourth really? time. Really? It happened a fourth time in a week. And we said the dog's name is George. Like, well, why are you we gotta do it? Why, why are, are you fighting, fighting it? <laughs> exactly. So, um, oh my gosh. I actually should show you guys a picture after um, my dad. How weird. My dad talked about it. So, so my funny. mom calls him Prince George. Oh, and, that's cute. Um, and my, he's a Frenchie. And he's yeah. a Frenchie. Oh. He's very regal. And that's so <laughs> yes. cool. Prince George, he's just like sits there with his big ears. And um, <laughs> so he's such a cuddle bug. And Access Hollywood, because um, I had been on Access Hollywood promoting the book, and then my dad was later for promoting something else totally randomly. 
and we both talked about George, the new puppy. Uh. <laughs> and so they sent us a Prince George outfit. Oh, it's a oh, little doggy outfit God. with like a crown and everything. Oh I have goodness. to post it on Instagram. I'll show you guys. So it's funny. like How next so level. <laughs> it's next level. It's a bit much, That's and adorable. I love it. Thank you, guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the best present I ever received. That so so that's why his name is George. Maybe we should put George in the. Uh, oh, maybe it's, maybe that we should be our picture for the episode. For the episode, <laughs> George. George. People love puppies, man. That's so People funny. Love I know, right? With a puppy. <laughs> If you have a girl in a bikini holding a puppy and eating a burger, it'd be like, like sold. <laughs> you get a TV oh, show. Oh, good old social media. And, I know. And it's a meme. I know. <laughs> That's it's everyone's mean. favorite thing. Um, there was also, I just remembered it right now, going back to the book real quick. When you have that interview with, um, I forget his name. You have an interview. Oh, Robert. Jacob, yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. You have an interview with him, and it was it was so cool that he. It made me think about it, and I was like, "What is my brand?" He said, oh, "What's yes. your brand?" And yes. he just he he told you what your brand was, and you were like, oh, "You're like okay. I, gotta think I guess of my, that's what it is." Yeah. I guess that's you know. And then you were like, "I got to think of my brand," but that is that was awesome because it made me think, "What's my brand?" And I knew exactly. Oh, this is my brand. What's your brand? Oh my god! Like what? Women empowerment. Love it. Boss bitch. That's what loud I and obnoxious. <laughs> That's what I, well, not funny. That, last that you know? one I got, but I, I totally uh-huh. got empowerment, funny boss bitch from you immediately. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's it's an interesting question because we're all kind of told now with social need, media, uh-huh. you need a brand. Where it used to be like your your product needs a brand. You are now a product, right? And hashtag what's your brand? And hashtag you. what's your brand? <laughs> yes. Everyone, hashtag what is your brand? Yeah. <laughs> Mine is confused about what a brand is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. I because we're all so dichotomous, I guess, or at least me. I'm so you know, I'm a cluster of contradictions. So like some days I'll be like, maybe I'm just gonna be like sultry and sexy. Yeah. And then I realize that I'm not, and I'll go <laughs> for like you know, maybe I'm really bookish, and then I'll like put on lipstick and be like, "But I'm sexy bookish." Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That's what Mom Michelle said. You're the sexy, smart nerd. girl. Yeah, the sexy, yep. that's what my mom once said to me. Well, you are. Oh, thank you. You are. <laughs> thank you. People are like, I want beauty and bright. Ooh, ding dong. Yeah, uh, we but, don't answer the door because that's a lot of stairs, girl. Yeah, understood. <laughs> if you're ringing the doorbell, yeah. Yeah, my mom once said to me, like, I think I, I know what your brand is. I went, all right, this is going to be good. Mm-hmm. She's like, I think you're just like brains and beauty combined. I'm like, oh, all right, that's a niche market. If yeah. I ever heard of <laughs> no, um, but, you know, she's my mom. So, of course, she, you know, thinks all of those things. But it was, it got me thinking about when you, you, you go to college now, they talk about what's your brand. Yeah, And it was tough because I, it felt very limiting in a lot of ways mm-hmm. to me as someone who grew up in an actor's house. I'm like, I can be anything I right. want to be. Uh-huh. But the truth is, uh, I think it is important in terms of sales. It's a smart marketing strategy to basically, you know, especially in the world of social media where everyone yeah. can have a presence. Like, who are the who people are you're you speaking kind of to? Thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's interesting. But it start, It made me think like what, you know, what, what everybody's brand is, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? And yeah. you start to see them. <laughs> What's your brandy? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't think about my brand. I'll have to. I'll well, have to off the thought. top of your head, can you think of? No. No? Not off the top of my head. Oh. No. I have to put some more thought into it. I understand. It's so yeah. <laughs> I don't want to pigeonhole myself. I have you know to what? Think. <laughs> yeah. I understand. We won't hold you to it. Yeah. You'd be like, well, during well, your discussion. Yes. You said this was it, and now that's not on brand. Yeah. <laughs> you yes. said you were funny, and now you are being heartfelt, and that is not yes. on brand. <laughs> yes. 
So are you a to-do list person? Oh, in yes. Re- okay. She is too. Yeah. I, I love not. a list. I'm not. I envy you. I love a list. I spend more time doing lists than actually doing the things on yes. the list. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I rewrite my list. Me too. This, they're the same goddamn list and I rewrite it. Like, and I'm I like, still have to do I'm going to do. <laughs> I could do this in the time it will take to sometimes finish this. I, yeah. Sometimes I tell her, I'm like, you you got to do the stuff that's on that list, right? Yeah. You know that, right? Yeah. Because yeah, she yeah. would, she'll keep, she'll just rewrite that son of a bitch eight times. Let us pretend. But it makes her feel good. Yeah. Let us pretend we have control in this universe. Yep. And that's <laughs> the one thing. But then when you get that one item that you can cross off, oh, I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, I just crossed one off. I'm done for today. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was like a Modern Family episode. It's like, I worked out and did one other thing. I'm yep. done. Yes. Exactly. I <laughs> fail. That's too funny. Like, I sent my mail in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I deserve a break. <laughs> and I and I went to cycling class. I'm done. Yes. I can get Froyo now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I Save the world. Saving the world. I know. No that's so cute. I am a to-do list person. Yeah. You are. Mm-hmm. You are too. Yes, I am. I, I envy am you not. though. I envy you though. I wish I... I- I, I get freaked out a lot because there's so much that I have to do sometimes. I mean, anybody does. Mm-hmm. All of us do. Right. Um, but I'm not a list doer That's at all. Totally fine. When I get overwhelmed, I feel like I just have to see them. Yes. And that's... once I like write them down and see them, I can ignore them. With yes, makes it a lot better. easier. Yeah. I wonder how many of our listeners are 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 our list people. Our list people. Yeah. I don't all know. of our girls. It helps when I get anxious that I can just put it out because I feel like I'm putting it somewhere. I'm not necessarily right? doing it, but it does yeah. help with my anxiety. I'm like, there they are. They're all yeah. there in the list. It's not nice so scary. This is yeah. what I have to do. Like Pay like my rent. Fine. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> On a list now. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Well, Get MRI. What's fine? What? <laughs> um, you have to tell our listeners where to find you. Yes. Yes, you can find me on social media. I'm trying to figure out my brand on it. Maybe you can tell me where to go. Uh, my brand. Well, your is... Halloween costume is cute. Thank yes. you. Yes, we dressed my dog up as the White Rabbit. I was Alice. Dora was the Mad Hatter. We so cute. We love our costumes. Last year we were Freddie Mercury and Bowie. Oh, um, because he cute. looks so much like Freddie Mercury. He yes. has, you know, the buck teeth and the like super like <laughs> high cheekbones and the big eyes. He has the chiseled face. He's very face. handsome. Yes. I know. He's yeah, so he's handsome. handsome. Yeah, he has a chiseled face. I always joke. Nice skin tone. Too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Thank, I hope he's listening. Yeah, <laughs> hear that door. Um, but yeah, I think it's uh, it's super fun. We, every year we're like, what are we going to be for Halloween? Us, you know, theater nerds. And we're I not, envy that because I can't dress up. Well, you can do the entire house. I know. <laughs> I can't. It's, I will not dress you can't up. Decorate though. Yourself. <laughs> yes, I she can't doesn't. Decorate myself. She doesn't do costumes. No, no. no. Well, I love, I love makeup. I love hair, but I can't do the fucking costumes. I love no. costumes. Last year, we Bowie and Mercury. We did Harley Quinn and uh, Joker. I gotta show her you. Oh yeah, what I'm did you a, do? I'm, I'm a big costume person. Also, I was the other mother from Coraline. Oh my goodness! So I had like the button eyes and awesome. stuff. Yeah. Are you like a cosplay girl? Do you get super into it? Uh yeah, like I've done Lady Gaga before, and I've Ooh. made the the hat like from from the telephone video. I've been Amy Winehouse. Oh, I Isn't love that. Awesome. Yeah. Dang. I know. <laughs> Yes. Oh my goodness. Wow, that is impressive. So I'm swiping now. So I oh, yeah, I, I enjoy cool? a Halloween costume as well. I understand. She's good at it. Every Thank time you. she does it, I'm like, oh, you're so good. <laughs> She's like, you do it for us both. Did yeah. you make a list with that? Exactly. It's like I always think about it in advance and then like three days before I'm scrambling. Yes. And we go thrift shopping. And <laughs> it's, a, it's our tradition. 
<laughs> trying to find, and he's always in an overcoat. We are always, we have like 30 the overcoats. Are overcoats. Yeah. <laughs> it's because he has that look. He should be wearing a coat. He should. Um, okay, so tell them media. where to find me. Yes. Social media. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram. I have a Facebook page at Autumn Chicklis. So A U T U M N, just like the season. And then C H I K L I S. I look forward to seeing you guys. Yes. Tweet at me, text me, all that. Or not text me. I'm not giving you my number. I'm not giving you my number. I'm so bad with my phone anyway. And the book is called Smothered. Yes. And it's out everywhere. 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 And it's on Audible. You drive a lot. Yes. Listen to it on Amazon uh, that shit. We call it ATS. ATS is Amazon that shit. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Amazon that shit. Yes. Yes. But thank you very much. You. What a great episode. Thank you guys for and having me. And I I'm so much fun. I just feel like you 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 just have a great aura about you. Thank you. You're so awesome. Much. I was going to say you're going places. You're already in you're an already amazing going place. Places. You're going to go farther. Yeah. Like so excited to see what's what's next. You ladies are so and lovely. And your parents are great. Your sisters, I you just yeah. have a good little unit there. Thank you. I feel very lucky and I feel very lucky that I've gotten the chance to meet so many cool people I know. this. Talk this to you is guys. a this is a cool thing about podcasting is right? like we get to meet you and yes. I mean, we wouldn't I wouldn't have known who the hell you were if we didn't do this. And I will be listening to you guys all the time yeah. now. It's <laughs> so fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So much fun you guys have. Thank you. You know what? We we try. We, we need to have laughter right now. You know? Well, totally at all agree. times. Yes. But if we especially in times, of, in times of trouble, we need a laugh and we need to laugh ourselves. We so. do. And that's how I, you know, I'm like that. I have like that nervous laugh. When I <laughs> me too. Oh, oh I can it's bad. People I'm think I'm just an horrible. asshole, and I'm like, yeah. and I just You're start like, laughing over it. the meanest shit. People throw I can't up help it. People get yes. hurt. It's horrible, and it's not that I think it's funny. It's just yes. the way my body reacts. <laughs> it does. It is it's very awkward, and it's probably the worst thing I got. I know. <laughs> I do too. It's, I don't know what it is, but it like just, my, it's like a nervous. Worst things are like my ingrown toenails and yeah. like <laughs> my nervous And the laugh. nervous laugh. <laughs> for sure. Oh my goodness. Um, but thank you very much for trekking all the way yes. down. Anytime. Thank when you. we meet again, we will come to you. Thank you. Yes. Hopefully I will, uh, I will, well, I will set up a little thing for you guys so that you can. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll. Well, because there's going to be other yes, stuff going on with you. So I think that we, we should do this again and touch base when you have another chapter going. I would love okay. to because this was absolutely delightful. And I adore you. <laughs> and thank you for coming. We love you. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Yes. I think and go get this was a great episode. Yay. It was a lot you of fun. You have a lot. You're a chatterbox too. I love that. I hope it's a good thing. Yes. yes. It is a it great is thing. It is a good thing. It is. I'm... For podcasts. Yes. For podcasts. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> there's some there's some places it gets me in trouble. Remember on that report card it was like talks too much? That was my that was mine. I talks had too that. Much. You see what it should have said was would do well in podcasts. Yes. Yeah, well Yes. That would have been a more good for radio. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I want to see more report cards like that. I yes. know, yes, absolutely. Every, every negative, positive spin. Every yes. negative thing we should just like this is what it'd be good for. Yes. Talks too much, good for radio. Yes. Uh, can't sit still, Olympic runner. Yes. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> oh my God. That's like, that reminds yeah. me of Clueless when she argued her way to an A. And he oh. goes, Well, that's just as good as a. I mean, honestly, that is just but as it good. Is. That is just as <laughs> yeah. good as getting an A. <laughs> exactly. 
Outside the box learning. Uh, that's right. But thank Definitely. you very much for coming. We love you. I can't wait to chat with you again. Can't wait. All right. So All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us on another episode of Bubbles and Bitches. Follow Autumn at Autumn Chickless everywhere. Yes. Um, and and follow book. Bubbles with B&D everywhere, too. Yes. How about yes. that? And get the book smothered. ATS that. <laughs> yep. And bubbles and kisses. From your bitches. Bye, guys.